What's good, Internet, and welcome to Session 74 of Super GG Radio. Where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your guide to the horde this week, Alex Rona. Or as we say in Azeroth, Loktar Ogar. Yeah, I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> and with me, as always, is Lobi adventurer Joel DeWitt. What's good, Joel? Who are you calling a Lobi? I rated BT a lot, just scrub. Also, Zub-Zub. Nice. Reinstall and let's settle this. But first, our other co-host, Eric Getty Gettinger. You used to have sick heals, man. I don't know what you're talking about. It was all shield-based damage mitigation. That's how I did it. And that's why you weren't allowed to raid for us. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, with going along with that, we also raided a bunch of betas this week. We also have some Nintendo Direct news, then have some dessert in the backlog blog. But first, early adopters. We play alphas, betas, and games to help the word. Is it to help the word get out? Help exciting IPs. Help new. get the word out about exciting IPs. There we go. <laughs> ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Job. Would would botch again. We're 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 grading on a curve this week. It's okay. It's all going downhill from here. And I have not been drinking. <laughs> we should start. Oh. <laughs> yeah, when's when's our next better. drunk episode? <laughs> Uh, it would have been <laughs> whenever, hmm, whenever you want it to be, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just kind of wanted to take a look here. We had worked, in this case, we were working with a group called Game Heads. Uh, game Heads is uh, game devs and tech for low-income youth, youth of color, and just developers who are building these games that are a little bit more outward facing kind of for everybody all inclusive and because of that we received three beta tests to kind of go over we each took one bring it to the table and see what we thought getty you're gonna start us off you played triger triger or trigger i thought try it it could be either Right? There's, there's a hyphen. There's a hyphen there. So I, I, I read that Trider. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's Trigger. <clears throat> so this one, uh, do you just want me to jump straight into it? Yes, please. Did you play it at all, Alex, or did you take a look at it, or you guys yep, want I, me just to go like straight I, in? I played all of these. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes. So uh, the best way that I would describe this is, uh, like Galaga. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like back in the day flying your spaceship around and you're shooting but the really cool thing about this is that uh, you can shoot different colors so if i remember correctly you get red blue and green and then there's also a bomb that you can drop that's yellow but the the monster the monsters the, the ships that are flying at you they're also different colors and they correspond to the the different colors that you can shoot all the while there's some really catchy music in the background it's a very uh you know i'm not really great with uh describing the music but what what is uh it would probably be considered like edm i guess okay yeah Mm. is it pop it's more is it poppy or and less like hard beats or what are we what are we going with this give me a give me a description uh music (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I said, like when it comes to the music, unless it's like something uh, 
really instrumental i i uh either like dig it a lot or or a little bit less but i was definitely digging this but it, i want to say it was more it didn't seem very poppy more like chill wave right chill yeah that could be it okay yeah yeah it was more like chill wave yeah uh but the uh, the flying mechanic uh you could go pretty far up the screen but you couldn't go all the way up the screen so there were a couple of times when I'd get swarmed by a bunch of the different bad guys because they weren't just like straight shot guys. There would be other ones that would zigzag and then it, there would be bombs that would drop and hit and tick out an area uh, damaging everything in there. But as far as I could tell, when you were shooting, it was very beneficial to hit the enemies of the same color with your shot because they would die quicker. And it wasn't like a one shot instant kill but it would still benefit you better to coordinate it. The The thing that stood out for me was the colors, and while I know that's the mm -hmm. mechanic of changing your shots and avoiding certain other enemies or certain barriers because of color, what the, it's, it's more about the fact that those colors stood out, they were bright, they popped, and yeah. it drew a lot of attention to me seeing all of the colors mixing together, moving around. It, it actually got a little intense the further you got, so I started like, my eyes started kind of blurring. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough for this, but yeah. Well, luckily you're not colorblind. Otherwise it would provide uh, even more of a challenge to play. Yes. Yeah, I, I could see that. There might be ways to highlight the enemies, give it a little bit more of a, a differentiation, you know, bold some, give a mm. little streaks to some to others. I could see there being ways to... to hit those other markets of colorblindness you know there's right now there is a big focus on accessibility and bringing those options to games i know the last of us 2 uh did a pretty good job of bringing the accessibility options there so mm -hmm. i feel like you could you could do it with triger as well i i almost i always wonder if like the there to be something implemented from a console level, right? Like some sort of filter that they could uh, have, like a colorblind filter setting that would just like add a, a, a hue to a different parts of the game based on what color it actually is versus what, say, like a red-green colorblind person might be able to perceive. There um, are. I want to say that there are, but I okay. don't know how accessible it is from game to game. I'm pretty sure that you have to add it in in order for it to work. But you're talking about a console, like, every every game would be able to use it, right? Right. So something system level, like, you would yeah. go into to the menu settings of an Xbox or a PlayStation and, uh, you know, select, like, uh, colorblind mode or something like that. Yeah, that's a little bit tougher. But in this case, yeah. back to Trigger, uh, as fast-paced moving, and keeping, like, you know, the Galaga kind of theme... Is, is a simple, Scalaga obviously is kind of a simpler game, but adding these color switching mechanics and having different buttons shoot different colors adds a, another level of difficulty and takes a normal game like Galaga and then flips it on its head to now it, it's almost, it's more of a puzzle game. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm. I could definitely see that. So uh, Triger was in, an interesting idea and I, I thought it had a lot coming for it, so... That was Triger. Next, Joel, you had Serpent Showdown. So there are three constants in life, death, taxes, and Alex making me play snake games. 
Oh, I was <laughs> going to uh, say Joel not playing games, but that works too. <laughs> well, that that's more true than it should be lately. <laughs> you would think with all this time we have that I would uh, maybe try to pursue some leisurely activity, but my my internal engine wants to go into overdrive anymore and uh, and work on self improvement. Probably out of some uh, underlying fear of something. I don't know. But uh, anyway, I, I think uh, Serpent Showdown is an interesting one in that it is in the same vein of like... Uh, Say Snakey Bus. Nah, no. Only, in name only. Um, <laughs> it's more. It's, it's, it's a deathmatch game. So like it's, okay. it, it is a... a at least the beta that we got was a two-person, two-snake uh, death match. But it's it's a, in the same vein of a lot of these more recent type of ones where you uh, select your character and then there's like different types of snakes with like different color palettes. And then you pick armor types and like customize it. So your individual snakey character has their own outfit that you get to choose and it to be like some might be like a trojan warrior others might be like just more of a really like basic like sh- shabby looking dude do the cosmetics and, uh, have anything to do with the abilities that your uh snaky men can do good question no sir no absolutely not <laughs> at least not so right it's, now it's just cosmetic okay yeah, I mean, well, if you think about the the trend of indies that are all about the multiplayer stuff, like that that is something that they're all doing now. And you, any other think... games come to mind? Hmm. hmm. Overcooked. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Dane Beasts. Moving out. Keep going. Um, moving nope, out. Nope. I'm looking for one in particular. Hmm. We played it in our tournament of power. Steve oh, wanted God. to keep going because we kept oh, unlocking outfits. God. Nope, we're moving on from this one. <laughs> so tell me about Serpent Showdown. Uh, so, uh, one thing I found was that uh, I understand it's a beta, but I had tr- I had trouble getting to the actual meat of the the death match itself because <laughs> the like the the menu interface was a little tough. But once you get to the actual game itself, they put you through a tutorial mm-hmm. and. It is very incremental, step-by-step stuff. Uh, but basically, you're in a circle. It's it's like a table, and you're in a kid's room, and your snakes are fighting each other with crayons. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very kid-friendly sort of environment stuff. And uh, there's my clock. Yeah. And then uh, there's also these different movesets. So, like, you'll have a strafe that you can do... Uh, you can, of course, attack. There's a block. And then there's also uh, these little wads of paper that'll show up. And you can pick up the paper and aim and shoot it at your enemy. Mm-hmm. And if you hit them, it'll uh, stun them. And then you can basically go in for the kill, right? And, and it's three hits to win a round. So, like, you'll start your snake character with the full body of armor. You get hit the first time, your snake loses its hat. Uh, the second time he loses his chest plate, and then he's just the snake with the crayon. And then the third time, it's game over. Okay. What are you hitting so, each? Like, what are you hitting each other with? Do these snakes crayons. have arms? You said crayons. Crayons. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, like, th- there's no. I th- I think it's like the end of the tail wrapping around because, like, w- one of the things that I I'm not sure I love is 
the movement is very kind of plodding and slow except for that strafe move that acts like a more quicker thing and, and it's not it's not like dane beast where it's a consistent like it's slow but it's a consistent speed of slow mm-hmm. it's more like a sort of slow like bounce along and it it, it doesn't quite feel great to me Mm-hmm. But uh, my son loved it. <laughs> he kicked my butt pretty badly all night while we were playing. And uh, I think this is this falls in the vein of those Dane Beast type games, those those silly multiplayer games where you're just trying to, uh, uh, you know, get a simple quick match in with buddies and pass a controller around and have that little kind of uh, mayhem going around of trying to be best each other in a sort of like uh, jank way. Okay, okay, yeah that that sounds like a like you know a fun party idea. You know we me and Steve were playing Lunchapalooza and that kind of game where you just pass the controller around, play a couple matches, hanging out. Serpent showdown. It's a, it's yep. It's something that I think could go into a rotation of party games. Yes. All right. Okay. Cue it up. Next, I played a game called The Grounds, with a Z. With, with a, a Z. Z. With a Z. The Grounds is dodgeball it is dodgeball rules in a dodgeball <laughs> game angle top almost top down you know kind of at an angle and it's kind of simple the it, you could tell that this is really early it's like a concept design almost where you're trying to give a proof of concept seeing what works and what doesn't and it kind of made me think that we don't have do we have dodgeball games like, do we have one currently? Yeah, Joel played one like six months ago. But that was different. That was that, that was a rhythm game. Like that. <laughs> that was a rhythm. That was an, game. That was was. an anime rhythm game. So like, I, you know, it, it, if we're talking about something where people aren't going Super Saiyan, no, I I can't think of a legit just straight dodgeball game right now. And that's you'd ca- have to probably. That's kind of what I'm yeah. s- I'm saying is that it reminds me like of the idea we have games like Wind Jammers, right? Right. But why not just take wind jammers and give it dodgeball, you know, give it a dodgeball aesthetic, make it a gym class, you know, give it a bunch of different people, have people on the sidelines. And all of a sudden now you can swap people in, swap people out. Who doesn't love the movie dodgeball? You know, dodgeball is kind of like volleyball and in, in that they're both the kind of sport or, or, you know, activity that I feel like we haven't quite hit the, the, the perfect execution of the idea right like there's there's soccer games that are pretty good and sometimes even if they're not like straight sim games there are games that take the theme of soccer and then integrate with other like rpg element type stuff Mm -hmm. i I wonder how you'd be able to do that with a a dodgeball the reason why i kind of went that route is because grounds is dodgeball and it's a gym class and it just it it's a little it's a little bit more slower and plotting, but the overall mechanics and gameplay just reminded me of like Windjammers in a really like good way. And while this is more of a proof of concept, seeing this developed into a game that is a little bit more fast paced, you give a couple specials, you give bumps, catches different moves right you know give different characters different stats different countries give it more representation you have a, you have from in my in my mind a game like Windjammers that could be a commercial success so with grounds that's that's where it kind of came to me as 
you are two characters at an angle. You run to the center. You grab your ball. If you power it up, you can do a, a ricochet shot, or you can just shoot straight. If someone throws the ball at you, you can catch it with a timed button press, and you're you're just playing dodgeball. It's it's great. I uh, yeah. Sorry, I. I... I, I sort of wonder sometimes if these games, and, and I mean, it sounds like there's a lot more developed into the actual gameplay itself, uh, as you described it, but I wonder sometimes if it would benefit the game from a, a commercial standpoint if they tried to take a California game-style approach, right, where it's like a, a five or six game mini-game collection, mm-hmm. and then it's five or six fairly robust, fairly well-developed versions of sports like that be a good starting point that that could work that could work um though i do again see the grounds as something that has a lot of promise and uh and in this case it does it's a little slower than i would like and that's the one thing that i would critique it as it's a little bit more plotting when i'd want a little bit more fast paced movement but as a proof of concept it sold me on the idea and it like it it popped into my head yeah, yeah. Why don't we have a dodgeball game? And I guess in this case, in our day and age, we're trying to move away from games that may cause you know people like to get hurt. Because dodgeball was notorious for that idea in gym class. Everyone got hurt playing dodgeball. But you can still play video game dodgeball. Come on, Joel. You got hurt, or you pegged somebody. <laughs> I see that face. You're yeah. like, oh. Oh, oh, I'm I'm trying to repress the memories. <laughs> okay, this is just. Causing me a bad taste of cognitive dissonance right now. So, because I definitely <laughs> peg some people. <laughs> what kind of dodgeballs do you guys have though? Like, I know we started with the bid reb yeah, rubber the balls, ones. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and and then they about partway through my school they moved on to they I think they called them like dater balls or something like that, and they were more like a a, a thinner, lighter piece of rubber, but it was foam on the inside, so you could still like whip them really hard at people, mm-hmm. and it would make a smacking sound, but it wouldn't have that sting that those red balls had i made a girl cry with one of those yep yeah yep, yep, yep. you always remember the first time you make a girl cry yeah it's true and uh, <laughs> i didn't even throw it that hard i like did the big wind up and then i just kind of lobbed it hit her started bawling ran off the court Daddy <laughs> regrets it to the crime <laughs> no i feel like a monster but yeah i, I could get behind a good dodgeball game and if you're able to add it so that uh you know you could have four people maybe more playing at the same time yes that'd be great yeah i'm i'm down with that too well that was the grounds all of these betas were provided by gameheads Uh, again a company that uh, envisions envisions a world where low-income youth and youth of color are equipped to thrive and succeed in any field they choose including the tech and video game industry so they definitely provide programs and opportunities for the youth to work on these on games like this and create and come up with these new ideas and uh again some of these like all, all of these really are different new ideas on the same base game that you've seen you know a thousand times but just turning it slightly on its head and giving you like that aha moment like yeah this is this should be a thing why is this not a thing why is no one i haven't thought of this why has no one else thought of that so that was a good week for betas. Let's keep this train rolling. Uh, I do have like four more games lined up for next week, so be prepared. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back.
show you my world premiere. Oh yeah, dude. That yeah that 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 voice was every couple of minutes for that Xbox. Very <laughs> very distracting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was real unnecessary to keep doing it. Yep. I can't wait to watch this now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So with the news, we're gonna focus on the two, eh, three press conferences. The meh three. The meh. What's, what's the third one? Did I black out somewhere here? No, I said two. I'm saying oh, okay. E three. The not E three press conferences. Eh. Three. Eh, three. Yeah. Okay. So, somebody should trademark or copyright that. Wh- which one is that? We can put it on a shirt. Getty, put mm. it on a shirt. Mm. Yeah. Put yeah, it on a shirt? Meh three. <laughs> Meh three? I thought we were going with eh three. You could do that too, and then just have a picture of you with like your hands raised. Like, I don't know. Why has it got to okay. be a picture of me if I'm going to wear the shirt? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be even well, well, that makes it better, because then like you can just take the picture of you every year of you holding a picture of yourself from the prior year, and then have it be like the endless loop of pictures of you Guys, I don't, I don't do that. Like, it's not. No, <laughs> we're going real meta with this. Yeah, time, time is a flat circle. <laughs> okay. okay, first we had a Nintendo Direct Mini, uh, focusing on just on a couple of things. Uh, the things that really stuck out to uh, Getty and I uh, was, or were, cadence of Hyrule DLC, giving you new characters and new maps, uh, new adventures. Uh, you get, uh, I believe, like one of the ones that was Impa. You get Shadow Link. Uh, you can now play as that cool opera singing shopkeeper. Huh? Hmm. Okay. Okay. I never that played this, cool. so. Oh, well, no. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever played, um, what was the original game? Cryptid the Necrodancer. No, I didn't play that either. Yeah, that, the shopkeeper was singing opera the entire time. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, did you guys ever pick up Cadence of Hyrule? I did not. I want to. Isn't it Same cheap here. on the eShop right now? Is it? I mean, it would make sense. Hold on. You tell me, Getty. I'll check. Okay. To the Switch. Because that was that was one I was waiting for a sale, but I, I figured since it was a collaboration with the Nintendo that it would be notoriously stubborn about lowering in price. I would but think so, too. That's Nintendo doesn't do that. Okay, so then um, there was, uh, this one might be, you might like this one, Joel. Uh, there is a new wrestling game uh, coming to the Switch, and mm-hmm. the reason why, it's called WWE 2K Battlegrounds, okay. and it's chibi characters, and they now have super moves. Oh yeah, this looks so ridiculously fun. You'll see John Cena do a shuriken, a flaming shuriken. <sighs> yeah. Chibi. Yep. It, they uh, not like too obnoxiously so, but they definitely look cartoonish. Uh, okay, I I can do cartoonish because like there was a there was one on Wii that was like that with that had all the old all stars of uh, WWE, like the Hulk Hogan's and the Ultimate Warrior and stuff, and, and that was just like over exaggerated you know poppy color absurdism stuff. And, but if we're talking about like. Uh, you know the the final pocket Final Fantasy fifteen or uh, World of Final Fantasy Chibi. That that's my line. I think. No, it's not that bad. But yeah, it's interesting okay. that you can see them like shooting fireballs and flaming yeah. pile drivers and stuff like that. 
It's it's interesting that they're branching out beyond the sim stuff for sure. I uh in in the mobile stuff at least. Well, but, it, uh, those games have been going very rapidly and steadily downhill in a way mm-hmm. that their sales have also continued to drop with it. And that's and, a shame because there there's there've been some really good games in the past. I remember pouring a lot of time into uh uh SmackDown back on the PlayStation 1 days. Mm. Okay. That was the one. That was like the first. Yeah. That was a, yeah. That was the first time where like you'd had the matches where you could like drag them off into the back uh, of the <laughs> the back uh, stage and like uh, you know pick up items and just smash them all over the place and yeah and all the different match types and uh, it probably plays like a wreck now but <laughs> it was a lot of fun back then. Yeah, this one just kind of looks like it would be a fun party game to get three other friends and just duke it out in the ring. It's weird that wrestling went into hardcore sim and then didn't do anything else to lead into, you know, like the party stuff is where it's at. Mm-hmm. And they could have been doing this for years. So why is it that they didn't? And and they're like now is a good time to do it. Now more than ever. Because there wasn't a switch ridiculous. before, Alex. I know. <laughs> you couldn't take it, take it with you. Yeah. It's not yeah. like you had a GameCube yeah. that you could pick up and take to your friend's house. Yeah, go to your rooftop party with Karen. Yeah. <laughs> no one I know could, that at that age could afford a rooftop. <laughs> People our age can't afford rooftops. Well, no, wait. I did know somebody. We used to have parties on their rooftop, but it wasn't legal, and it wasn't, like, accessible. We were on a top of a building because we used the fire escape ladder, and we ran, a, we ran an extension cord from her apartment up a floor and a half to the roof. It is was this, dangerous for all involved. Is this just the plot of How I Met Your Mother? Uh, cops came, too. Yeah. They busted us for that one. Halloween party okay. on the roof? Yeah. Mm, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they said, is anybody else up there? And we said, nope. And we closed the hatch, and there was like 10 people left up there for a while. <laughs> okay. Next, part of the Nintendo Direct Mini... Uh, Shin Megami Tensai 3 and 5. 3 is the remake, and 5 is brand new, both coming 2021. Uh, 5 was announced, like, early in the Switch, I think. It's been years in development. I, uh, th- this is a series that's a blind spot of mine, but it's it's a cousin to Persona, right? Yes, they have... The Shin Megami Tensei series has expanded into so many different other games, each with their own kind of flavor and themes. So, so it's like Pokemon versus Pokemon Mystery Dungeon versus mm, Pokemon Quest versus I think that that's, Pokemon Snap. I feel like some of those are too far spread out. Yeah, hmm. because they're because I think these were more turn-based, like Persona. Yeah. But it was more that the characters were demons themselves. So it was okay, like, so it's like Final Fantasy versus Final Fantasy Tactics versus uh, Chocobo Mystery Dungeon. Dun- dungeon. No, get the yeah. dungeon stuff out of here. It's no, not- <laughs> no, there was what there was two on 3DS that were dungeon crawler first person. First person. I pretty sure yeah, it was supposed to be like the old school, like the really old school one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, there's Digital Devil Saga, Digital Devil, uh, Digital Devil Summoner, uh, Persona, and then there, I think there was another one. But that series has been going on for a while. 
Either my, way, my brother has been a diehard fan forever. They're doubling down on this pretty hard. Mm-hmm. I saw I was on the Persona subreddit after this, and everyone was like, "Persona's finally coming to Switch." Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> don't worry. Rumble should be out eventually. <laughs> when was that supposed to come out? Well, it's already in Japan. When was it supposed to come out for America? Does anybody care what happens to America? Uh, I, I, me well, and Joel both wanted Rumble. It's anarchy I, I w- out there right now. Scramble, scramble. I, I mean, I, I would, I would like to care about what's happening. <laughs> um, so when do we get uh, Jack Frost Mystery Dungeon? I think that was wasn't there. There was a Jack Frost platformer that was for browser that came out when. Persona Wait for 5. real. <laughs> Yeah, it was free. It came, well, it came out when Persona 5 came out. There you go. It was, no one announced it. All of a sudden it just appeared. And they're like, wait, Jack Frost is doing it. And nobody video. told me? Yeah. You could have been I've playing been it, it work. this whole time. I, I know. <laughs> Look at what I've missed out. I have so much time to make up for. <laughs> okay. So that was the Nintendo Direct Mini. Now, World the Xbox premiere. conference. What was that? World premiere. Thank you. The Xbox conference was this afternoon, and kicking it hard with Halo Infinite, with which now kind of has Destiny powers, mm. like the the Sentinel Shield you can drop. You can dr- he throws out a shield and it looks like the Sentinel Shield. It's uh, okay. So uh, the Halo always had like the really heavy punching. It always had, mm-hmm. like, the obnoxious uh, stuff that you could do. I'm not terribly surprised mm-hmm. that they're adding adding some Destiny-esque stuff to it, but at Plus the, the same time... Hook. Yeah, I saw that. I uh, couldn't help but feel that, and this might just be my hot take on it, mm-hmm. the graphics looked a little cartoony more cartoony than I remember for Halo. It looked almost cel-shaded in the beginning, the trailer. Like, don't get me wrong, I was very impressed by the landscapes, uh, the, you know, when he's going up in the elevator and how far he can see. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, it just looked a little bit too neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would expect it to be a little bit more... I don't know, but maybe that's that's just uh, my opinion now. But also, like, Master Chief is now a new Chatty Cathy. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's just talking up a storm. It, it, he's a, he's a, is he super quippy? Is he like a Marvel character quippy now? No, he's still super serious, but it was more like he wanted to talk instead oh. of like, shut up, die. Oh, so, so Master Chief went to therapy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't bottle up those feelings. You gotta let them out. Oh yeah. Mr. Chief. Mr. Chef. <laughs> Mr. Chef. <laughs> okay, uh we had a trailer for Rare's new game, Everwild. Uh looked cute, but uh you know, very colorful, bright and the, the have the no idea were what's adorable. going on in that game. Yeah. But yeah, there was no nothing but it just a straight, you know, CGI trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh Don't Nod's new game, the people who made Life is Strange, uh called Tell Me Why. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, we all went silent there for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna be that person. 
I'm not going to no. be that guy either. Okay. So it, it looked interesting, full of drama, full of, you know, personal family, you know, kind of. What, what don't uh, nod does. Yeah. It, what don't, don't <laughs> nod doing what don't nod does. Yep. Doing what don't nod does best there. Yep. Um, I, I, I liked Life is Strange one a, a lot. And I even liked uh, Before the Storm quite a bit, even though uh, it didn't have the same novel uh, time, you know, mechanic or time rewind mechanic stuff going on. Uh, I haven't gotten to two yet. So like, I'm, I'm behind <laughs> uh, because we were going to play it together or we were going to play it at the same time, Joel. So right. You can play me. Then the world happened. Um, but like I, they are ones that they have the same track with me that I had with uh, telltale for a while where when they announce something, I'm interested because they hooked me with the first ones. Mm-hmm. I, I just hope they are able to maintain that level of quality because, uh, you know, I, I even mean, like I remember people complaining about the dialogue in Life is Strange one as being like grownups trying to write for kids, and I think the people who complained about that just haven't been around enough kids. <laughs> like, that, that that's how kids talk. Yeah. They they did a good job. <laughs> no, there's no complaints here. I thought they they do great. So. Next, Ori and Will of the Wisps, now with new technology. Yep. They're re-releasing Will of the Wisps with... More uh, FPS. More f- frame rate, more... Uh, what is it? Uh, refresh rate. Technology, Alex. Refresh rate. They've added <laughs> new technology to the audio, <laughs> so you really hear every little echo and piece and... Ah, technology that didn't exist before. They, Joel, they go into this is technology that didn't exist before. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, okay. They showed people in the studio, like in the recording studio. Uh, wasn't really, there uh, like a Forza trailer? But it wasn't even a trailer. It was like six seconds of some dude holding a helmet. Yes. Okay. That's all they need. That's all they need to show for those, you know racing car porn games well i felt really bad because i watched like the i seriously watched like the first half an hour of of this and they were like one of the studios that always pushes the boundaries of the xbox technology here's a look at forza and then it was like nothing (laughs) it's like thanks for for that it was great i uh i i got nothing it's it's just it's just hard (laughs) Mixed with all the world premiere that was up in my face. Yeah. Okay. Next, Outer Wire, Out of Worlds DLC. They almost got that you. Was, it, yeah, I know. It looked, it looked funny. It had that kind of humor. It was, it's a new map, new weapons, new, what looks like new, uh, what it, where is it, uh, companions. Yeah, it looks a lot was going on in there. Looks pretty good. I, I would be interested to pick it up and and give that a playthrough. I felt like the game itself, the base game, was not long enough. Okay. I thought it was just long enough because uh, those games wear me out real quick. Next, Obsidian has two new games as well. They have Avowed, a new big. Skyrim-esque RPG. Yeah, yeah, get to the other one. Uh, <laughs> grounded. Yes. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but with Fortnite building? Mm-hmm. This is what I want. 
Is like, it? like it's it's literally like you are uh yes ant like in uh-huh. size and mm-hmm. hmm. and you're out in the backyard the and waves of mm. ants and insects and each other you got leaves you might build a house with see, leaves yep see my problem with fortnite has always been uh trying to leverage shooting along with the building and the insane stuff that kids have figured out how to do multitasking with it but if you split out the building part and turn it into like a weird like building your own civilization or town thing maybe yeah that's maybe that's what this is or at least that's what it appears to be it's not like you're running around and shooting and then building a, a house this is like you're stuck in the backyard go fight to survive and then it might it looks like a survival game though there is shooting they did have paperclip bow and arrows yeah and stuff like that but it's it's cute like that Oh, so it is more like a cutesy kind of uh, f- approachable family kind of look, or is it? Yes. Not yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, and this trailer really poked fun at itself too. Mm-hmm. They're like, <laughs> if you're looking for the biggest game of the year, then keep waiting for Cyberpunk. But we have the smallest game of the year, and I've I've already seen a couple of uh, articles and and things about this game, and it just really kind of has me hooked in. Now that I've played way too much Dragon Quest Builders 2, like I, I can definitely get down on this. Build myself a nice mm. little leaf house in the backyard and then go out and try and survive. So which one are you more excited for, this or Bud Snacks? Oh, if you have to no. ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> it's Bugsnatch. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I'm on, I'm on listen. Like, Joel, did you listen to the full Bugsnacks song? There's a full no. bug snack song. <laughs> it, it came out this week. I have listened to it 27 times. I've made I, Beth listen to it at least four times. I, I, I'm, you know what? I, I think you're just telling me that if I listen to the whole bug snack song, I'll be activated into a secret agent for some special secret ops or something yep. like that. I don't know. Fact. <laughs> it's the Manchurian candidate all over again, but with bug snacks. Yes. You should listen to it. I'll send you a link. All right. Now, Getty, <laughs> you know what you would be hyped on? Destiny 2 Beyond the Light. Yeah, but it got delayed already. Oh, really? Was it, When was it supposed to come out? September. How do you okay. delay a game that's already out? It's it's not. The expansion oh, content. Okay. Yeah. And this All is supposed right. to be the big one, Joel, where they give you a whole fourth tree and more planets and stuff. More of the old content. And they give Nathan Fillion a job back by introducing Cade 7. Ooh. Okay. Maybe. It's always possible. The real twist would be if they brought back Peter Dinklage. You know? Ooh, see, that, that would be good. good. That would be good. That would be good. And no, so, I, don't, uh, I don't need more Tetris effect. <laughs> what about multiplayer? I don't want to play with you. <laughs> Oh man, that's a hurt. <laughs> no, it's you know, I I don't usually refer to uh, Giant Bomb here on much, but like I think some of the people on there named it right. Like the the appeal of Tetris Effect is getting in the zone and letting sort of the environments like you're you're not looking at the stuff in the background as impressive as it is and it looks like a neat visualizer but you're focusing on the tetraminos and then you're just letting sort of like the bat drops wash over you as you're playing it and getting into the zone you know i i i feel like uh 
it would detract for what's really neat about Tetris Effect. It's cool that it's coming to the new consoles because I think it should be on anything. But uh, generally, I I could take or leave multiplayer on that game. I think that's would be fun though is that everybody just zoning out. There isn't. I think see though that would be the uh, part of the tournament of power for Extra Life would be just playing Tetris Effect multiplayer and it would mm. only like nobody would say a word except for the bystanders to be like this looks cool and be like shut up shut up I'm on a roll <laughs> just like zone out the entire time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah I see you put it in that context it's more appealing but that's also just like that's once a year <laughs> yeah uh, the Xbox conference I forgot the word. I'll edit that out. <laughs> Conference ended with a Fable teaser. Yeah, uh, I've never, I never really got into that series too much though. Uh, my ex in college loved, loved, loved that series. I played the first one and I enjoyed it quite a bit. But it's it's a pretty simple action RPG as well. Mm-hmm. It the the enjoyment out of it was just, you know, it not being too challenging the different ways you could approach and level up your character because there was like a there was a ranged attack uh, or bow and arrow uh you could use or you had sword play or you had magic and then they i think they also had like a good and evil yeah. uh mm-hmm. perspective like like most original xbox games <laughs> that was definitely a big thing back then and it, it was one of those things where it, it, it felt like you could play it through a few times and have different experiences, even if the gameplay was still kind of samey. 100%. Yeah. I played all of them multiple times to try and get through uh, the good and evil paths and to try the different approaches. Yeah. I would be interested to play it, but there was not really much that they showed off. Oh, it was just a straight teaser trailer didn't show character it just showed a little bit of the world but i feel like panned out that was a handful of the games for this conference it was just like here's something that exists they did the same thing with hellblade 2 they really didn't show much off they were like hey we're making it it's gonna happen in iceland psychonauts (laughs) they're like hey we're making that one yeah like here's jack black now what? And, and and the other obvious part about this is that a lot of these games listed here are going to be multi-platform, or, or at least will be like a delayed timed release somewhere else, probably. So, uh, it's it's that that is the problem I have with Microsoft in general is just that their first party doesn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Halo, I I enjoyed one, I played Reach, and I enjoyed that quite a bit too, but. Uh, you're, you know, the the story never grabbed me, and it had always been the multiplayer with uh, a friend from high school, you know, going to his basement right. and hanging out with our friends and playing, eating pizza and playing battle. Run each other over like with that. the warthog, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, going to one of those indoor spaces and just having pistols and running around with them. And Hey, I'm uh, playing it right now for the first time ever, and I ran myself over. Yeah, yeah, that, that's half the fun. I mean, it's like uh, when we played Borderlands at one time. You know, just why do you think I did that? That that's a muscle memory from Halo. <laughs> so, so like it, it's it, this is one of those things where like if 
if I were new to Damien or I had been out of the scene for a long time and I was thinking about, like, I want to jump in this generation, Xbox seems like a no-brainer because of all they're doing to try to entice people into their platform and the fact that you don't necessarily have to dip the beefiest console of theirs to run a lot of the stuff with the Dame Pass and the xCloud stuff. Uh, but for a big dork like me who has preferences and tastes and, <laughs> and certain tastes that I look for, like they, they don't have the franchises yet for me. Yeah, for me it's that it's the Game Pass and the ability to swap between Game Pass, whether you want to go PC and soon mobile and then the console. I mean, I do have the capabilities to... Like, my PC's right next to my TV, so swapping between my monitors to my TV is not a problem. But I can imagine in a bigger house, it would be nice to play Ori, that I'm currently playing on Game Pass, at my PC. But then, oh, no one's home, I'm going to put it on the big TV and mm-hmm. just easily swap over on Ooh, my Xbox. The Xbox. big TV. The big TV. <laughs> That's that's a dad term. Yep. <laughs> but for now, that was the Xbox conference, Nintendo Switch Mini conference, and also the end of my world premiere. <laughs> nice. Yep. So let's take a quick break, and we will get into the backlog. Be right back. backlog blog where we play games we felt obligated to play that's not true yeah getty felt that way i always feel that way mm-hmm getty you played donut county i felt that obligated. should not be an obligation i feel that like should just be delightful i feel like you should have forced me to play it before now why because you liked it so <laughs> oh, much it's so good okay <laughs> i absolutely love this game Oh my God, Joel! Joel, mm-hmm. you should play Donut County. Is this on iOS? Yes, but I believe it's it's everywhere. It's okay. I think you got okay. it everywhere. On PlayStation, and then you said that you were waiting or something. No, I never bought it. I mm-hmm. I had I saw it was on there. I, I I think the little I've seen of this game, it is something I'd want on the Switch or on an iPad. Just something to be able to just have in my hand and, and dink around with. Getty, tell us about your time with Donut County. All right, so I don't know how much of the, the gameplay you know about Joel, but I'm going to explain this to you in terrible detail. <laughs> so you are a raccoon mm-hmm. named BK. Yeah. All right. And he's delivering donuts to people when they order it Mm -hmm. and the donut is not food it is instead a hole in the ground and you use that hole in the ground to eat the different things in the area and the hole gets bigger and uh, as the the levels go on it's very simplistic to start you just have to 
eat all the smaller things until it gets big enough so that you can capture the bigger items and drop them down into the center of the world. Now, hmm. uh, as, it, as it goes on, they introduce more puzzles and different things where you can try and like catch a trailer on fire to, to get yourself a trophy or an achievement. Or uh, one of my favorite mechanics that they have in it is that the hole will fill up with water and you have to mm-hmm. find one of those birds, one of the birds uh, that dips its head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> then the water will disappear from it. And then it gets <laughs> even crazier, uh, and you get a catapult that is stationed inside of the hole at one point, and you'll have to like collect items and then shoot them back just to, to get other things to fall in. Hmm. This... <laughs> The way you describe it, 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 it kind of feels like a mix between Katamari Damacy and, and like What the Dolph. Because it, it sounds like it has a little bit of that, like, you are trying to consume everything you run across, mm-hmm. but also, like, clever little puzzles that you have to uh, figure out. Yeah. Yes, yes, but the, the levels are much smaller than you think. Mm-hmm. They're very... Dia- diorama kind of levels that are just like a scene. Okay. So you'll you'll see a house and you'll see fences around and there'll be a water tower and the idea is you start with rocks and then you get the fences and then you get the house and then you get the water tower. Yeah. So gotcha. each level roughly takes you about what 5 minutes maybe? Yeah, about yeah, about that. The ones with the puzzles take a little bit longer, but the real meat and potatoes of this game is the dialogue and how mm-hmm. ridiculously funny it is. So mm-hmm. they keep cutting back to the fact that everybody's trapped in the center of the the earth in this giant hole. And BK is like trying to defend himself and he's like, oh, all those snakes that were on your property, they were pretty bad. And the guy's like, yeah, I hate snakes. And he's like, oh. Whoever helped you out seems like a really good guy, but it's his fault that everybody's in the hole already. <laughs> it's one of those situations, Joel, that it's you. You already know the ending, and they're flashing backwards to like mm-hmm. figure out like how did we even get here? And it's like, well, I ordered a donut, and then I end up down here. Yeah, and they keep like flashing back, and you're playing the story of what happened before, mm-hmm. and every time, it's just everyone going stupid raccoon. He's like, what? I just. You you asked for a donut, I gave you one. You're welcome. Yeah, I helped you guys, but the whole like joke of it is that BK is doing all this so that he can get a drone. Yeah, it's he says he goes if I if I beat he goes if I beat another level I'll level up and then I'll get a drone and they're like, well what happens when you get a drone? He goes I don't know it'll be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's, it sounds like I need to pick this up. Oh, you definitely this, need to this, pick it up. This, this sounds like a feel-good game. <laughs> it's pretty It's pretty short. Um, at the end, it shows you all the stuff you picked up, whether you picked up everything. And there's mm. a cool song. Like It sounds like a hip-hop beat, but it's Ducks Quacking. <laughs> and it uh, then it ends with uh, just a, a sign that says, Have a Garbage Day, because yeah. he's a raccoon. <laughs> okay, okay, don't spoil any more surprises. No, no, but <laughs> when you play it... There's yeah. when you collect all of the things that fall in the hole, it opens up the trashpedia, and you have to read <laughs> each entry in the trashpedia to truly get a feel for the joke yeah. of the game. 
Okay, uh, noted. I'll, I'll keep that like in this, mind. It was on sale on Steam. I was like, Alex keeps talking about Donut County. I gotta play this game. Worth every penny. I'll probably go back and play it again just because of how like mind-numbingly fun it is. And yeah, it's relaxing, that... feel good. The entire thing is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that that sounds exactly what the doctor ordered for yeah. me right now. So I'll I'll check that out. The um, it, it's only I, I want to say it's two three hours, but uh, me and Steve did it in an afternoon, and then we we got the platinum on PlayStation, and it is thirteen dollars mm. on Switch. Okay, do it. Uh, so that is Donut County. Next, never stop sneaking. Never stop sneaking. It is a top-down espionage action game making fun of Metal Gear Solid every which way. Okay. Elaborate. (laughs) You are a super-duper secret spy who talks to a colonel via, you know, the the transmission where you see the image of each other and you're talking Mm -hmm. with the text and... The colonel keeps talking to you in a way that it, it's pretty funny. Like, so uh, you're, he goes, you have to go on this mission. You have to get us, uh, you have to get us a guy who's in charge of our guns. And you go, okay. But I mean, we have guns, right? And he's like, yeah, but no one knows how to use them. Like, seriously, nobody. I don't know what <laughs> we're doing. We all have just like holsters and nothing else. And he's like, oh, okay. I guess I'll go get the guy who's in charge of guns now. So they do that. They have an over-the-top theme song, Never Stop Sneaking, that, you know, is sung almost like a Snake Eater, mm-hmm. that same vein. And the way it works is it's like they took, you know, Metal Gear Solid and they made it so that you could do it with one hand just with your thumb on the stick. Really? There's no buttons. Hmm. You are going through a facility, and if you move your character behind an enemy you will automatically take them out they have vision cones then if you if you get in their vision cone if you have collected an item called that is just a bullet you will automatically shoot them <laughs> you know i could see that working yeah and yeah it just like you, you know you almost turn it into a more of an arcade game that way kind of like you, you simplify it down enough that way where it's just all about timing of that one movement Hmm. Yeah, and it's it's 100% that just an arcade game. So, yeah, yeah it's an arcadey and it's it's meant as almost like a time waster because you you go through uh want to say four levels, right? Then it ends mm-hmm. and it goes, "Oh, you got the guy who's in charge of guns. Now we need uh we should probably get the guy who can make us a nuke just because we have no idea what we're doing and these instructions are in French." <laughs> so, it's like, okay. And you have to go and do the same thing, but now it's six levels. Mm-hmm. But it, again, there isn't a whole, there isn't any variation really. They add turrets, but the turrets are just man, like stationary vision cones. Cameras, they're just stationary, you know, vision cones, and you just move around them. And if you get seen by the turrets, you have uh, an EMP item you can get that will just shoot an EMP and destroy the turrets. It's it's very very simple. And at the end of the set of levels, you will have a boss. But there's only, I want to say, four bosses. So you repeat the same process over and over. So it is just kind of a time waster of watching the text, going through four, six, 12, 
you know, 18 levels, mm-hmm. fight the same kind of bosses each time, and then it's like, oh, more story. The idea is that the mastermind villain has gone and back in time and kidnapped the president. Which one? All of them. <laughs> That's <laughs> so obnoxious. So brilliant. Uh, yeah. And I, I, didn't, I didn't think of a few that they can keep. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just kind of meant as a, like a fun little time waster. Uh, the issue I have with that is I'm probably around 13 hours in. Oh, wow. I, like I think that, around that's, there. That's pretty long for something that straightforward and repetitive. Yeah, but I mean, on the other side of that, I... I've been playing this game f- since it was one of the. It, it kind of came out pretty close to when the Switch came out. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of just been every once in a while, just flip it on and do a couple stages, and then just like turn it off again for like four months. Okay, <laughs> it's it's an itch scratcher game. It's one of those things where you just like, okay, I feel like doing a little bit of this, and then you put it down, and then remember like a week or two later, oh yeah, let's do a little more of this. It's when. When, you know, my partner wants to watch a TV show, but she kind of wants to talk to me about it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of wants me to pay attention. And it's like, okay, I will have to pay attention to the show. And this way, I only legitimately need one hand. One hand holding up the switch, and I'm just using. And you know what? The best sure, part, your, they your made partner, it so simple. Your partner, Alex. Yeah, I understand what made it. What made it so simple is that it's either Joy-Con. It's either Joy-Con. Both of them can control the character. I can go from the left, or I can go from the right. If my hand's cramping on the right, I swap to the left, and now it's again. It's God, this sounds the so bad. The stranger. <laughs> <laughs> I only need one hand, guys. I only need my hands cramping. Move to the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying that the game is very simplified, and Alex it, is very into cos- Alex is very into tantric sneaking. Yeah. Dude, you gotta never stop sneaking. Never. <laughs> never. Never stop never sneaking. Yes. <laughs> but it's it's funny. It's that's what I'm there for is I'm there for the humor, I'm there for the jokes, the Metal Gear Solid jokes throughout the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After that, it's mind numbing. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Okay, so that was the backlog blog. We made it through. Let's move on to one last thing. One last thing where we do one last sentence, one last statement, sending us into the weekday, the weekend. Yeah. You, the listener, into the weekday. There you go. I'm all over the place today. For me, Ori and the Will of the Wisps is a a delightful game. It's also hell. Joel? Uh, I I got nothing. (laughs) I, I this today is the first day I've really been plugged back into uh, anything gaming for like the last week week and a half. So uh, you know I'm uh, I'm looking forward to getting into Rock of Ages three and uh, that the shiny new copy of Nowhere Profit on Switch. I'm really eager to get into some more uh, card battling caravans. I'm jelly that you got the code because I have it. I bought it and it's sitting there on my Switch. I'm just mm-hmm. waiting for it to let me in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Getty? Happily report that I platinumed Persona 5 Royal, and I already miss it. So <laughs> I had to start playing Indivisible. That's also on Game Pass. Though 
I looked at the platinum because you had said you're like it's not that hard, Alex. It's I'm not. Like, no, this is ridiculous. I think it was harder on the original. It was. So looking at the Persona Five Royal Platinum, I definitely well, think it's something fun, that I can do. Fun anecdote about this week. I'm gonna drag Alex through the mud here. Um, so I get a text the other day, and he's like, "Man, I can't find the job for the beef shop in Persona 5. And I was like, "Yeah, it's there." And he's like, "No, man, it's not here." So we go back and forth on texts for like 20 minutes, and then I was like, "Fine, I'll look it up," because I knew that the shop wasn't called like Beef Shop, because <laughs> this, it wouldn't be named Beef Shop. And I got him the name of the actual store that he could work at. But the funnier part is that every guide, every single online guide was like, yeah, you just need to work at the beef bowl shop. It's the beef bowl shop. Yeah, and I'm sure in Japanese it translates to beef bowl shop. (laughs) (laughs) It was very frustrating, let me tell you. It was frustrating for you. It was frustrating for me because I'm sitting there like, Alex is out of his mind. That that is exactly like uh, there would be times in the past where Kelly would be home with the kids because over the summer she's a teacher so she's off so she's you know watching them a couple days where they're not in like a white MCA camp or something and I would text like how do I turn on the video games for them or <laughs> then I would be sitting there trying to do like a step by step instruction via text message while I was trying to get work done. <laughs> It's like, okay, well, first you find the remote, and then you have to hit the power button, and then go to this input, and it, it was just like, that, that is the worst thing in the world, trying to explain something to somebody over text message. Yeah. I don't I don't know what you're talking about, Joel. I have printed out instructions for Ben. <laughs> <That is awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> Not a joke. Uh, she, well, I mean. She knows how to play, she knows how to play Animal Crossing now. She can do it all herself. It's all on yep. the instructions. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, that's just, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they compliment us in other ways. <laughs> they, they, they make up for our deficiencies in other parts of our life. So, <laughs> and that will be it for this week's super GG radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at super GG radio and twitch.tv slash super GG radio, where Getty, you still going with mellow Monday. Yep. You know it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You said it too mellow. Oh, okay. Is it too (laughs) deep and it just cuts off my voice? Yep. All right. The return of 2D Tuesdays: Coffee and Chrono Trigger with Kelly and Joel. Yeah, Kelly's sort of doing the hang of uh, Chrono Trigger now. Uh, Needed a little bit of help with the uh, the sort of like a dinosaur tank boss. Is that what Mm -hmm. it was at the beginning? Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, like, starting to pick up the logic of, uh, yeah, you need to prepare, and then you need to uh, equip stuff, and then you make sure and get plenty of save points, and uh, we just need to work a little bit more on the uh, coordinating uh, attacks. Well, I think we'll get there. Impressive. We have Keeping It Together Thursdays with Kevin and Sam, currently going. Metal Gear Fridays with Kevin. Kingdom Hearts Saturdays? <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Joel? Yeah. Yep. You got something you want to tell the class? <laughs> uh, so uh, Kelly really likes uh, what she's played of Kingdom Hearts, but it's been so long since we touched it, and we're all uh, 
on top of each other inside uh, in this new world we're in. And so the best thing that we can do is stay busy. And we're going to start from the beginning for Kingdom Hearts 1. We also have 2 and 3 with us here. So uh, we, we might try to uh, power through all of it. We'll, we'll see. You have to watch that entire intro movie. Yes, all of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. okay. Deal. I mean, that's going to get us a copyright strike on, on YouTube, but it'll be far worth it. Well, don't okay. worry. For the second one, I'm pretty sure that that's long enough to end a marriage. <laughs> so you're saying I shouldn't play it? Uh, I'm not going to live your life for you. <laughs> Just know that that title screen doesn't come for like 45 uh, minutes after you think oh. it's going to. Oh, yeah. God, it's like a Metal Gear Solid scene. Uh, or Persona. <laughs> So, Magic the Gathering Sundays and Wild Redemption with Kevin during the week. That's a lot of streams. And I was saying that I don't have any streams. Maybe I'll do Wednesday, but then that would be every day. I'm okay not streaming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus, Here's in about, in about yeah. two, two weeks, I'm going to be furloughed. So, I'm probably just going to stream like, like a six-hour stream one day. Yeah. I think they call that fun employment. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or the Metal Gear Kevin makeup tutorial of your choice. Thanks for listening. GG Joel. Good game. GG Getty. Good game. Good night, everybody. <laughs>